Hey everybody, this is Trev. You're about to hear our very first quarterly review episode in which AJ and I do a lot of talking about what worked and what didn't work over the past quarter and what intentions we're setting for the upcoming quarter. We review and kind of share our LOAs, which you'll hear about in in the episode, and it will be really supportive if you head over to the website and download the PDF versions of our individual LOAs, the same LOAs that we recap in the episode. That way you'll have a visual aid to kind of follow along with and you'll get a lot more out of it. So go ahead and do that. I hope you enjoy the review, hope you enjoy the episode, and I hope more than anything that this inspires you to create your own regular quarterly review of the past 90 days, as well as setting intentions, goals, and eventually awesome accomplishments for the next 90 days. You're listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm your co-host, Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And coming up in this very special episode 186, the final episode of season six of the podcast, Trevor and I will take a look back on the first quarter of 2015. We're going to be looking at what worked, what didn't work, how did we and the podcast evolve what's next for us, and what's next for the podcast. We also announced the official launch of the latest IAP innovation. It's all coming up in episode 186, so stick around. This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. You can visit VO2GoGo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO, the number two, GoGo.com slash start. Well, welcome back, my friend, to the mainland. Thank you. You, uh, you were basically as far away from me as you possibly could be, right? And still be in the United States, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's that's official, actually, yeah. What's... Yeah, I was in Hawaii for five days. I was on Oahu. Oh, wow. A lovely island of Oahu, which was just a whole other world, man. It was gorgeous. Just getting away like that, getting out of the city and just going and hanging out with friends and just releasing all sort of, you know, work commitments and whatnot for a few days is just the best way to recharge. And obviously being on a tropical island is great, but but just in general, just getting away from things on a regular basis is it's fantastic. So I feel really... I feel really recharged. And it doesn't take much either. Like, you know, Jasmine and I just went out to Long Island for a couple of days because we went to see the Kings play the the New York Islanders. And that was just as relaxing. Uh, You know, we weren't on a tropical island, but we got away from, you know, the responsibilities for a a day and a half. Yeah, and as as we'll see in our quarterly reviews, um, that's an essential thing that can be sometimes difficult to allow 
to give yourself permission to do. You know, with acting and filmmaking and whatever it is, there's you, you are your own boss. And so there's this kind of constant internal pressure that I'm, I'm sure you, AJ, and a lot of our listeners experience. It's just, just this constant pressure that you should be doing something. You know, you should be, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should, 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 should. As much as we f- we put that pressure on ourselves to be doing things to further our careers, to further our craft, we should put equal pressure on ourselves to go live our lives and oh, release and yes. release that obligation and just say like, you know what? Today I'm going to play StarCraft for two hours and that is my assignment. Yes. Yeah. And StarCraft. Yay, StarCraft. Yeah. So you just had a blacklist uh, meeting. Yes. And there's, a, and there's a story attached to this as well, it says on the outline here. Yeah, I j- actually just posted about this in the membership site. So for our members, go over and, and check this out. But for those who have been listening closely, you'll remember I actually got another meeting for the Blacklist before, but it was for a co-star, like an under five co-star role or something. And I, I turned it down. I don't know if you remember this. Right, right, yeah. In the hopes yeah. that I would get something bigger. And sure enough, this came along and it was for this juicy juicy guest star on uh, on this episode of, of of the blacklist and i felt really good about it like i got prepared got off book the the role fit me well i felt good about my choices went in um the meeting went great they gave me some redirections some notes i, t- I took those and like I said, for those of you paying really close attention, I am friends with the senior VP of casting for Sony, and her uh, husband called me one day, a couple of days after the audition, just out of nowhere, and said, uh, AJ, I was granted access to your audition and wanted to talk to you about it. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Now, under some circumstances, I might say, oh, this is a little weird because he's an actor. And a very, very prolific actor in his own right. He did a lot of television. And, you know, I thought, oh, it's kind of weird that he saw it. And it's also weird that he's, you know, going to, you know, essentially um, give me notes. But he's directed me before. He's also a director. And he's directed me in plays before. That's how I met them. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to... This, this sounds like something I could absolutely benefit from. So I was like, yeah, let's let's... Let's talk. Basically, what it was is she wanted him to see it. She's the one that showed it to him. I found out that a couple of different things. First of all, uh, my audition was one of eight that was sent from casting to the senior, uh, well, the, the executive producers and the director of the show. So that's awesome just to know that, like, of all the people that they auditioned, eight people had their, you know, video sent in and, and mine was one of them. It came down to two guys who were both older than me. So that's, you know, there's something to be said in terms of type, what they were looking for, right? But also, he ended up staying on the phone with me and being that he works so much and is also a director and knows me as an actor because we have worked together before. He ended up spending an hour on the phone with me, essentially giving me what amounted to an on-camera coaching session, an hour-long on-camera coaching session for free. And the whole time I was like typing furiously, just maddening, just writing notes as fast as I possibly could because I wanted to absorb everything that he had to say. And that's what I posted on the, on the membership site is all the, all the notes. 
from that conversation. Can't wait to to dig into that. That is very generous of you to to share that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it just seemed like the kind of thing to you know to share with the with the with the community. And I I just felt so for, fortunate to be able to have that you know that that happened to me. Number one, but number two, like I'm chomping at the bit. I cannot wait for my next audition, my next meeting to bring these things to bear on it, to, to bring these things into practice. At one point I told him, I was like, man, I feel like I've had a lot of crappy auditions now after having this conversation. And he was like, you got, you just got to let it go because we've all left this sort of, you know, trail of, of litter behind us, <laughs> uh, of things that we don't, we don't personally necessarily approve of in terms of quality. And he's like, you just got to let it go. Um, so it aligned beautifully with my my the beliefs that I already have, but um, in the context of acting and 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 specifically acting for camera. Uh, and you've also got a digital actor workshop coming up in LA. Well, I this is uh, this is the first time I'm actually talking about it. Um, I'm I'm going back to LA to teach my digital actor workshop for the undergrads at UCLA, but I had this idea where I thought, well, I should start doing this. Uh, on a freelance basis as well because I haven't done that basically since I started doing the the workshop. Um, You know, I started out doing this in like the Apple Store years and years and years ago and it's grown into teaching at the university level and, um, you know, made the announcement the other day about, or the other week rather, about Ben and I teaching the grad students at, at UCLA. But since I'm going back to teach the undergrads, I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to actually just do the workshop. So I don't have a lot of details yet. I'm thinking it's going to be on the evening of uh, April 29th, which is uh, a Wednesday. My gift to our our listeners is that what I'd like to do is offer it for free to uh, IAP members. And then if, uh, if an IAP member would like to bring a friend or another listener giving them something like half off, I'm still working on the... Um, like the pricing structure and stuff, but I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around $50 for, you know, the general public, somebody just coming in off the street, so to speak. So, you know, looking at potentially giving, you know, IEP members uh, free access and then um, IEP members friends like a, a, a 50% discount or something like that. So all the details are, are, are to come. But I just wanted to kind of plant the seed in people's minds and, and plant the potential date in people's minds. Uh, all of this could change, but I definitely know that I want to do it. And so, um, hey, if you have a, a venue, if you know of a place where, um, you know, I might be able to conduct uh, the workshop, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me on, on social media through the podcast and, and uh, we'll collaborate, I guess. The Digital Actor Workshop specifically is something that uh, I know myself and Gadali have wanted to kind of implement into the online masterminds group, but I thought, eh, I'm going to be in LA. It's a great opportunity for me to integrate it into the actual in-person workshop. So Yeah, yeah. And you've got so much training in presenting and doing these things. And I've taken various versions of this workshop in the past, and it's it's really good stuff. I, I learn something every time I've, I've seen it. So Yeah, and it's it's evolved probably quite a bit since the last I mean obviously because technology changes but right right and all the stuff that we've absorbed through the podcast to the various guests we've we've interviewed <laughs> and now being consolidated and condensed down into yep. a new new version and I do say that I do say that up 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 towards the beginning of the of the workshop I'm like I, I introduce the podcast and I say that, you know this is not a shameless plug this is about where a lot of the knowledge 
comes from, the wisdom comes from. So let's jump into this quarterly review segment here. We're really stoked for this, but before we do that, we do want to give a a quick shout out to one of our sponsors. Yeah, Rehearsal 2, of course. The app for actors. You want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices? Guess what? There's an app for that, just like there's an app for everything these days. What, what apps do we actors use? We use apps like Rehearsal 2. Download it now at rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. So, here we go. Quarterly review. And I'm excited about this for a number of reasons. I'm excited because we get to cap off each kind of quarter or each uh, season or both, as it were, with a, a review. And, and I'm excited because I think this is an essential practice. If anybody listening has read the book Getting Things Done by David Allen, he is huge on regularly reviewing your progress on your different projects and, and things like that. And you know, we talk about it a lot in the podcast, but we've, we've kind of kept it sort of private, off the air, so to speak, this, this process. So I'm excited to really introduce this into the, the podcast as a regular recurring thing and, and really just walk the, the walk and, and encourage our listeners to, to do this as well because if anything is going to help you stay organized, stay on task and, and make progress, it's going to be setting goals and then regularly revisiting your progress. And the goal with this is not to judge yourself or beat yourself up, but just to notice, did it work? Did it not work? Why did it work? Why didn't it work? What can I do differently next time to achieve the desired result? And making sure that whatever those things are, they are measurable. It's one thing to say, I'm going to get in great shape by June. It's another thing to say, I'm going to weigh 185 pounds, have 12% body fat, and complete 75 workouts by June 30th at 5 p.m. We're talking about getting that specific and having a measurable goal to it. You want to have something you can measure and check in on regularly. So with that in mind, let's jump into this. And I thought since um, you know, AJ and I, this, this process has become almost second nature to us now, putting together what we call an LOA, uh, which stands for Letter of Accomplishment. This is something we learned in the MITT training, and it's so extremely valuable. And like I said, it's second nature to us, but a lot of our listeners are probably hearing this for the first time. So what I thought we'd do is actually post a sort of template so we can all kind of go through this together. Along with, you know, the review and renew workbook that Jasmine created that we posted um, at the beginning of this year. Uh, Speaking of which, we're also going to have something similar for this episode. She's creating uh, or has created a quarter one review, uh, review, recalibrate and reconnect document that will be associated with this episode. So look for that download on, or those downloads, I guess, the one that Trevor mentioned and uh, this one, both associated in the, in the show notes for this episode. I'll just take myself through my career domain. Um, it, it starts out, uh, Trevor and I, uh, from, from learning from, uh, you know, what an LOA is, MITT, the, the stuff, the, the document that uh, Ben created, We've learned from all of these different places that it's always great to start out with a vision. And I'm not going to necessarily read my vision word for word, but basically it is, it is the, the vision statement for this particular domain. So in other words, what I want this domain of my life to look like. So it says things like, I am a working actor. The majority of my income comes from my acting endeavors. I am always setting up dominoes, something that I took from the podcast. Um, I'm always motivated and excited to work on my acting career and educate myself. So this is all part of um, my vision. And then it goes from there into the goals slash action plan. And these are 
Um, as Trevor said, the measurable goals, uh, the things that I want to accomplish, the buy wins uh, are also on there. A buy win means like by what date will this be accomplished? Um, so in here, I have things like uh, create a meaningful connection with a new person of interest in the industry every quarter. And then I have it listed out Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. So this allows me to actually track who I built connections with. So for instance, booking the office at Blacklist among um, you know other uh, casting offices is an important thing. Uh, the film crew that worked with Jasmine and I on, on Jasmine's film, um, John Henry, who's a local entrepreneur here in Harlem, uh, Stephen DeAngelis, who's also a casting director, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm, I'm literally listing these things out. I just I, I want to say too that I love that you're listing this out. So you're building a sort of database of the people that you've connected with and and when you connected with them. I think that's really essential to have a list of it. Yeah, and we get it. We both. It's interesting because Trevor and I both had um, target lists on our on our LOA. So we get even deeper into that uh, later on. Uh, I have uh, sent first actor newsletter by March fifteenth. I actually didn't accomplish that, and I'm and and so it's that's going to be part of what didn't work. But you know, it's 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 always good to look at the things that you made happen and the things that you didn't. One of the sub goals for that was to create an electronic personal database, an EPDB, by January thirty first. I actually did accomplish that. So the foundation is set there for the for sending out this newsletter, but I just didn't get to sending out the actual newsletter. Um, and, then, and just to clarify, an electronic personal database is like a, a list of people that are going to receive this newsletter? Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically I put, I, I, I created a curated list of, of all these different people across my entire list of contacts and got about 400 plus contacts into uh, MailChimp, which is the, the, the service that I use to, to send these types of newsletters and emails. Great. Um, I use it for my, my computer consulting business as well. I have uh, a few other upcoming goals by the end of the month, update my reel. Um, I have more that go into the next quarter, uh, like get uh, get another headshot session by May 30th. So these are way out. Target lists I talked about. One of the things I thought would be interesting to talk about is I have on here send postcards. Now this is a, uh, and it says send postcards every two months. Now this is a list of goals that I created at the, at the turn of the year, right? At the beginning of, of 2015. Now that we've had Jeremy Gordon on the podcast, I'm actually questioning whether or not I want to continue with that as a goal. So it is possible. I was going to say, yeah, it is possible to retool your LOA. That's totally um, that's totally fine. But it, it's uh, it's there, and 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 April was the date, the the time that I April the beginning of April was the time that I set for myself. So it may be something that gets uh, retooled or taken out. And then uh, I have uh, some V. I want to work on my VO career, the VO aspect of my career. Um, so I've got like get an agent by September first. These are more like in the fall, uh, those kinds of things. And then after all of the goals, the two, the next two things that are also really important is why do you want these things? Is in this, and this I got directly from that document that Ben created. Why do you want these things? Um, so I say, this is my life's work. I get to make this happen. And then this is potentially the most important thing, the immediate next steps. In other words, going through and looking at your goals and making a list of what is the very next thing that you need to do in order to accomplish it. Trevor talks about this all the time. What is the one next little baby step uh, in, the, in the many, many, many steps that it's going to take to get you to that goal? 
So for instance, on the target list front, I have research. Research New York casting directors, producers, directors, etc. for target lists. In other words, find the shows that I could be cast on and then look at who is actually casting them or who's producing them or who's directing them. I have a bunch of other ones that have all been crossed out because they've been accomplished in order to get to the goals that I got done by the end of the, the end of the quarter. I have a list of things that like what in terms of what worked and what didn't work in Q1, but at first I wanted to ask Trevor if there's anything else that I'm missing as far as going over my actual goals and action plan. I think this is awesome. And the only thing I would I would add, and this is getting a lot more granular, so this might be outside the scope of an LOA, but for instance, immediate next steps, you have researched New York's casting directors, producers, directors, et cetera, for your target list. David Allen talks a lot about context lists. And so this is getting super granular, but I am all about dumbing down your list of actions to like the lowest common denominator so you don't have to think very hard about it when it comes time to do it. A lot of times I think what stops us from doing something is just the fact that we have to put some brain power into it. And if you think hard about it, you know, it's funny to, to put it in these terms, you know, if you think hard about it now, you don't have to think hard about it later because it's, it's really a very little effort. But sometimes when we're so busy with a million other things and we're in a different mindset and frame, frame of mind, it, it becomes more difficult to sort of settle things for a second and be like, okay, so where do I need to be? What do I need to have available to me right now to, to handle this? So with this next step, research New York CDs, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I would say maybe just put, you know, like at my computer, and maybe the first website that you would start at. So the context would be when you're in front of your computer, um, where are you going to start? Like what's the first thing you're going to do? Open up your web browser and go to Google or go to a specific sort of database, IMDb Pro maybe. And then also how long you intend to spend on it and then maybe drop that into your calendar somewhere at some point. So this is, this is outside of the LOA. This is more like a weekly review type thing. Mm -hmm. but, um, I would maybe just sort of make a mental note or even just a, a little note in parentheses after this action step just to say, by the way, here's where I start with this. So it becomes a little less sort of daunting when you, when you revisit it, uh, you know, in a little bit. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I, I know what you mean in terms of him talking about context. He talks about like literal location, uh, you know, the device or devices you're going to use, whether it's pen, you know, a pencil and paper, pen and paper, um, a computer. If you're at the grocery store, it's like taking all, like you said, taking all possible thought out of it. So that when you look at your, you know, things to do, and he even um, in the GTD sort of world, and if you use a GTD piece of software, the software actually has ways of tagging location. So you can say like, if you were on the, I'll, I'll use the train, right? I'll use the train here in here in here in New York. You're, if you're on the train, you don't have internet access. So what kind of things could you be working on? Well, you can literally go to your your GTD software, whether it was Things or OmniFocus or Evernote or whatever, and look at the list of things that you've created for yourself that you've tagged with Subway or Train or whatever. And then that list comes up so that you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I can do this next thing on my right. list. Right. Um, so that's that's also a great yeah a great way to work. So thanks for that, Trev. I, I put that in there. A little context question mark for myself. Oh, and and uh, before moving on to the what worked, what didn't work, the thing you said about the calendar is something that I'm also starting to focus on finally, but I didn't do a lot 
um, in this quarter. And I actually mentioned that in the what didn't work section, but it's, uh, it's totally true. Like I started doing it in the last week, putting stuff into my calendar saying like, this is the time I'm going to work on X, Y, and Z. And then putting in the notes, some of the steps or some of the actionable steps from my, from my LOA, like work on this, work on this, do this, complete this during that chunk of time. And obviously when you do that, it, 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 when I do that anyway, it makes me much, much, much more productive and it also allows me to put it down and walk away from it afterwards you know, mm-hmm. and, not, and, not, and not think about it so much anymore. So what works? Having an LOA, actually laying it out for the whole year. I've got this, like I said, not just the career domain, but all of my domains laid out for the whole year. Um, focusing on being a whole person. I know we talk about it a lot on the podcast, but I didn't realize how much I was neglecting doing things for happiness sake until I started getting into like playing hot like wanting to play hockey and putting together the the equipment that I need for that and making that that happen. Because not only is this going to increase my my special skills and my unique fingerprint, but it's also just like I said, making me happy. So this sort of recreational aspect to my life um, was something that I didn't realize how much I was not focusing on that until I started focusing on it. I like that you use the words unique fingerprint. That reminds me of Dre Weber's interview where she talks about, you know, what you can find in yourself that makes you stand out from the other people in the room at an audition or a meeting that look, walk, talk, and act exactly like you. Right. It's like going inside and like, well, I do this and I bet they don't do that. So I can, I can amplify that aspect of myself to make a, to make a, 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 a bolder statement. Mm-hmm. So unique yeah. fingerprints, a good, great way to put that. Yeah. I actually stole that from the guy who gave me the on-camera uh, coaching session over the phone that I that I just spoke about. You know, he he said the choices that we make as actors are our unique fingerprint. So if those choices are happening internally behind the eyes, that's your unique fingerprint. That's what's going to make them cast you over over someone else. That's great. Um, so uh, what worked? Doing whatever it takes regarding certain goals, and then I even made a list. Like there were some things that took. Um, not necessarily a lot of effort, but it was just annoying how challenging it was to get a hold of my footage from Life Partners, for instance. That was a that was a challenge, so that I could add that to my my reel at some point. I wanted it in my reel, and and I was constantly bothering like the director and the and the producers and and trying to get a hold of this this footage. And finally, when it came out on DVD. I literally bought it on Amazon and ripped it using Handbrake. <laughs> awesome. I was like, you know what? Forget it. And I have a whole list of other um, goals that were that took similar, you know, take no prisoners, doing whatever it takes type attitude. Taking Digital Actor Workshop to the next level really worked. Um, I'm loving the potential that's there in terms of taking it into universities. Um, I did a much better job of keeping in touch with people I already know in the industry uh, this quarter. Sending out emails, you know, they don't have to take a long time. It's just a quick like, hey, how's it going? Like, saw you were working on this. Congratulations. Just to maintain those relationships. Being open to and working hard on the reinvention of the podcast, which we're going to talk more about later, so I won't get bogged down in that. I started bartering my computer services with the woman who does my voice lessons. So I'm basically getting free voice lessons when she needs computer help, which is huge because that's great. They're not cheap. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I need them for for my in terms of my New York skill sets or skill set. 
putting myself out there here in New York with concerts, readings, and other opportunities, just something we actors do, and then not being attached to what anything looks like. You know, if it mm-hmm. doesn't work out exactly as I envisioned it, it's like, okay, why did it turn out this way and how can I use it to my advantage? What didn't work? Not being intentional with my time. So this is what I meant by I just recently started putting the list of to-do items into my calendar events so that I show up for work. It's not necessarily 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, but when I show up, I show up and I show up with something to actually do. Um, Love it. And, and that caused me to get easily distracted. Not doing that caused me to get easily distracted. So that's what didn't work. Um, I started off the year strong with regards to fitness and I've allowed it to slip. There was a lot of reasons behind that. Um that I'm not going to get into here, but that's not working, and I'm getting um, back to my uh, my commitment at, that was, str- like I said, strong at the beginning of the year. In opposition to doing whatever it takes, I didn't do whatever it took with other goals, um, and I made a list of those. So just to notice what I did, you know, where I did do whatever it took and where I didn't, I think that's an interesting list to put side by side for myself. Losing sight of the of what did I write here? Losing sight of vision and big picture by not revisiting my LOA and checking in with short and long term goals. So there were certain weeks where, uh, like you said and do, Trevor, where you revisit, um, you know, every single week, what did I accomplish this week? What goals do I need to set out for myself next week? You know, just constant that constant sort of check in. And there were weeks and weeks and weeks where I was doing this, and then weeks and weeks and weeks where it wasn't, and then weeks where I was, and then weeks where it wasn't. And obviously, the weeks where I was, it were it was successful and effective, and it worked. And uh, the last thing I wrote here, and what didn't work, was I committed myself to spending a lot more time on education this year. I really wanted to focus on educating myself as far as craft, both acting, singing, music theory. Uh, audition and cold reading techniques, script analysis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I really wanted to focus on making myself better, taking a page out of the um, James Dumont book, right? Like just get better. In my mind, my feedback for myself is I have not spent as much time as I would have liked on that particular aspect. Um, so recommitting to, to that um, moving forward. Okay. So that's that's my list. What worked, what didn't work, and um, uh, feedback. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I love this, I, and I love that you get uh, you know personal with it. I mean, it's it's we have to take the human element into into account with a lot of this stuff. You know, and you use use the word, you know, the words happy and um, and things like that just to describe you know your your journey. Um, it's not just all about the mechanics of it and things like that. Although we do want to remove judgment, as we said earlier, from the process and say, you know, okay, this didn't work because I didn't do this. But that's not an excuse to go, oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh, man, like, why didn't I just stick, keep my word to myself? And that's, <laughs> I'm a bad not, person. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not the place for this. The place for this is just to, it's just to notice and, uh, and make the necessary adjustments. So I think this is great. Uh, where I think your, your big breakthrough will be, if I could offer you a little bit of coaching here, is that okay with you? Yes, please. Okay, I think your big breakthrough here is going to be in building habits, and I I would invite you to take look take a look at one habit per quarter, maybe two, but but one, and just say what can I what habit can I build such that this sort of high leverage activity, whether it's your your workouts, I know you said you started strong with your fitness, but it kind of slipped, um, whether it's reviewing your goals uh, every day or every week or whatever it is. What high leverage activity can you build a habit around such that it becomes autopilot? 
I think that will really kind of rocket you to the to the next level because I see a lot of things that you've been meaning to kind of do regularly, but it looks like you kind of fell off the wagon with it. And this is something that happens to all of us. This is a very kind of common thing. So I, I would I would invite you to take a look at at which one of those can you focus on for the next 30 days to build a habit and just do it every single day. Put an X in the calendar every day you do it and uh, build that chain and then not break the chain for 30 days. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, thank you for that. I think I think I have attempted to do that in the past, but then taken on too many of those at once. Like, okay, I'm going to build these five habits over the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. And um, to think of it that way is like, oh, just one. Just going to focus on this one and making that one happen um, over the next 30 days or what have you is 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 great. Yeah, I, I, there's a great book called Zen to Done that is sort of a hybrid version of getting things done and uh, Stephen Covey's Seven ha- uh, Habits of Highly Effective People. And the book kind of, it's by Leo Babauta who, who runs the website Zen Habits. Mm-hmm. It's like a really, really popular blog. And he wrote this ebook called Zen to Done, which is a, a slightly modified approach to, to GTD, to getting things done. And I love that book a lot. It's, it's super cheap. You can get it on Amazon for your Kindle or... Or you can order a print copy, but uh, or even a PDF if you go to the website. If you go to getting uh, Zen, zenhabits.org or net or something, and um, he talks about just focusing on one goal at a time, and you're much more likely to get that that done. And I found that to be very true in in my life. That's awesome. I yeah. love it. I'm gonna check and that then, book out. Yeah, and if you if you just do one, you know, per quarter, it may not feel like much, but at the end of the year, that's four new habits that are cemented in your life. And that compound effect takes a takes a takes a you know it kicks in pretty quickly. Right. Cool, man. Sweet. Well, this is this is amazing. And I I read this before we started recording, and I got really inspired. And I I actually kind of copied your your LOA in many ways um, huh. for mine. So so thank you for your thoroughness, for your clarity, for your um, vision, uh, and for going first today. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Anything for you, Trev. Oh, that's what I like to hear. All right. Your turn, my friend. So my themes for this quarter are simplicity and essentialism, which are really two ways of saying the same exact thing. Simplicity meaning... Which is ironic. Yeah, I know. Just just kind of, you know, focusing on one or two things and and dumbing things down to their their lowest common denominator so that it's just much easier to wrap my head around mentally and, and take a next step on. So I started off with a vision similar to you. Uh, I have a few goals, and uh, I've put them in affirmation form. Uh, my goals are, my vision is that I am a brilliant and prolific actor filmmaker. And uh, a great affirmation that I picked up is, I am a genius, and I apply my wisdom. Hmm. I, I really love, love that. that one. It's just, it's just cuts to the core of things for me. Uh, I am very happy working every day in film, television, and theater. And I'm very happy and fulfilled working on and shipping thought-provoking films and other works with vision, texture, depth, and cultural significance. Uh, I do the work every day. That's Goals awesome. and action plan. So here we go. I want to continue the practice of the Scott Myers 12714 formula. I don't think I've mentioned this in the show before. I think, I think you did. I remember. Did I? Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was a pick of the week. Yeah. So I, I won't go too deep into this, but it's a it's a – it's a framework, I think, that works really well for me. I work well with things you can, I can measure. And the 12714 formula is to read one screenplay a week, spend two hours a day on my craft, uh, write a page a day, 
So that's seven pages of a screenplay or a script of some kind uh, for the week. And then, uh, I'm sorry, the two, I said two hours a day, uh, that that would be for the 14 in the formula. So two hours a day adds up to 14 hours a week. And the two in the formula of the one, two, seven, 14, the two is watch two films a week. So just immersing myself in the work of other people and practicing my craft every single day, showing up every single day. I do the work every day. I want to continue playing with my morning ritual. Goal is uh, for, two, for quarter two is to book and shoot one or more co-star roles on major network primetime TV shows. And the action steps are things like what shows, who casts those shows. I want to make sure I get my new reels up on Actors Access and LA Casting. And I want to schedule and attend one or more targeted researched workshops, casting director workshops each month. Uh, I want to book and shoot a lead role in an amazing feature film by the end of the year. So that's going to, the next action steps, the very next baby steps are get a new general cut of my reel up on, uh, on the general interwebs, creating a very simple website and uh, making sure I'm committing to sending my newsletter twice a month. These are just the very next steps. All you really need to know is where you are right now, where you want to be, and what's the very next baby step. And I just want to chime in here and say the declaration itself is huge. Like to to really say, I, you know, I am going to do this by this date and and believe it um, is huge. I, I had this experience when I created my LOA for the three and a half month leadership program. That I put the date of the of our graduation on there, and I said by that date. I would book a role in a major feature film and it happened and it yeah. was for broken horses. And I booked it the, like the week before we graduated. And, and you know what I love about that too, is you didn't waver on your goal when it got really close to the end to the deadline. You didn't say, Oh, I better re- reschedule it. I better set it. You know, I'm so close. It might not happen. You were like, Nope, the universe can, can bend to my will. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't concerned. I, you know, it was like, I believed that it was going to happen. And so it was just a matter of time. And if it, if, you know, it didn't happen by that date, it's like, oh, okay, it's, it's still, it's going to happen. I knew that it was going to happen and it did. And then the the big lesson I learned from that was, uh, to be more specific because I said I was going to book a role in a feature film, but I don't think I said what kind of role. And I ended up with a role that had just a few lines, all of which that got cut from the film. So now I have a non-speaking role in a major feature film. (laughs) (laughs) hey man but you were on set you showed up you were in the game that's right for three and a half weeks or something like that yeah not bad it was a great great gig sweet anyway i just love i love looking at your loa here and seeing a, a very similar you know book and shoot a lead role first of all specific book and shoot a lead role in an amazing feature by 12 30 2015 like that's just awesome uh, sweet. So um, I got some voiceover goals in here. I want to get some new demos uh, up and running. Um, I won't go into specifics too much more with this because I know we're talking a lot in this episode. Uh, but I want to create and ship uh, you know, some more demos for voiceover stuff. I want to communicate the value of the classes that I teach. They're really, really awesome. And we get to have more students uh, in those classes. The people that are in the classes are kicking ass. So uh, I have a few action steps for that. Like I'm going to reach out to students personally and invite them to class. I'm going to share my voiceover work much more frequently. It's it's very much been a sort of side thing that I've kind of mentioned in passing. When actually it's been a big part of my of my life and income the past uh, the past year or so. Right. Uh, and I'm going to write and publish uh, newsletter articles for David's uh, newsletter. He's got a newsletter called Sixty Seconds, and he's invited me to to publish some articles. So I want to make sure I get that up and running. 
I go into yearly goals, you know, things outside of this quarter. Uh, I have a goal to shoot uh, three, I'm sorry, book and shoot three or more co-stars for the year. I've already done one on Bones, which was great. Yeah, you have. I want to do two or more short films by the uh, by the end of the year. Uh, got the lead in the feature, of course. And uh, I want to do a play. I want to get back on stage, man. I really miss live theater. All right, what worked and what didn't work, I'll go through this quickly, but here's the really essential part of all of this. We can set goals until the you know the sun goes down, but if if we're not reviewing them, it doesn't really mean anything. So it's really important for me to keep the goals simple and really only have a handful of them. I'm sure we've all had the experience of setting 15 goals and getting really jacked up and fired up about it and then accomplishing like maybe one or two because we just got spread so thin. We're trying to cook 15 different things in the kitchen all at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like if I focused on just three, maybe, maybe five, uh, and get them all done in integrity, in excellence, practicing essentialism, meaning focusing only on those tasks that are that are going to make the most difference to me. That worked for me last quarter, and I want to really, you know, hone in on that more uh, in this upcoming quarter. It you know what, worked. You know oh, what else notice, I'm noticing too, and it's just on the essentialism tip. <laughs> you know, we're focusing on the career domain right now, and it's it already feels like a lot. Yeah, you know? no shit, and that's, right? And that's one domain. <laughs> of of so many like i i like i said before i have created like a full loa with every single domain filled out with dates and 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 goals and action plans etc and so if you boil down each one of those domains to like you said trip three to five goals you're gonna have say there's seven eight nine ten you're gonna have like 40 or 50 goals for what the quarter the year whatever either way it's a lot to be focused on and to be working on. Um, that doesn't mean it's impossible to accomplish. It's actually quite possible. You know, it's just interesting to think about, you know, keeping things simple. And here we are. It's like, yes, this is simple. But this is one simple, you know, list of many. You know, and I think it's valuable to set a lot of goals. Like, write them down. You know, fuck it. Write them down. Put it on a piece of paper. Just stuff in a drawer if you need to. And focus on, you know, the two or three that are going to mean the most to you. And I think a year from now, you pull that list out of the drawer, you'll be surprised how many of those things actually came to pass. You hear that story a lot with successful people. They write down a ton of goals, stick them in a drawer. When they revisit it a while later, they're like, holy shit, like 15 of these things happened in the past six months. Mm, And I wasn't even thinking about it. But just the the power of writing it down sets something into motion in the universe. So another thing that worked for me this past quarter was taking time, and I talked about this a second ago just briefly, taking time to affirm and visualize these things that I want in my life is already complete. Even just a few minutes every morning, I find that doing that just helps me sort of program my mind. And I talked about this a lot in our annual roundtable actors thing. We, we, we spent like a chunk of time on, on me basically and how essentially my, my mind I think is a wonderful slave but a horrible master. And I think it's, for me at least, I'm very impressionable and I want to make sure that I'm taking time to take charge of my mind and sort of tend to the garden of it so it doesn't become overgrown with weeds to borrow a, an image from Napoleon Hill. So that worked for me hugely in quarter one, affirming and visualizing every day. Uh, what also worked for me, just the past five days, giving myself permission to go and have fun, to get outside, to be social with people, to say yes uh, when things come up rather than staying in my comfort zone of inside. You know? <laughs> 
that, that's become a comfort zone for me. I'm not going to lie. I, I tend to have a sort of hermit-like quality. I'm uh-huh. sort of a sort of a homebody, and I want to get outside of my comfort zone more. I want to just kind of sum up this this little segment here with a a, a quote that I got from uh, my Beachbody coach, actually, because I have a Beachbody coach. His name's Mark Briggs. He's in a bunch of the P90X3 videos and P90X2 videos. And he told me when we first connected uh, that if I have a servant's heart, if I come from a place of service, that everything in life will fall into place. And so I, I want to make sure that that's something that I consistently focus on. Wow. That's beautiful. Because, yeah, it really is. It's gorgeous. So real quickly, what didn't work, uh, spreading my focus around, trying to be and do everything, essentially being anti-essentialist, that didn't work. This is another thing I think will be huge on the membership group. Having a group of people that all key into a weekly review, maybe we do a weekly check-in with each other, maybe we practice uh, refining our own weekly review process, typically on Sundays, just regularly checking in on the measurable goals and saying, where am I at with this? What needs to be done for this week? That kind of thing. Didn't do that so much in quarter one. And I want to make sure I get that happening in quarter two. Uh, I distracted myself with a lot of other less meaningful goals in quarter one. So I get to let go of those and, and really focus on just the, the big stuff in quarter two. And uh, I didn't follow through with a lot of things I said I would. I was very casual with my word. Meaning, oh, I need to edit my reel or I need to do this, I, but I can do it tomorrow. Like no one's really going to know. Really, like one more day, what is that? I'm sure we've all had that experience. Hmm. So I'm going to make sure that in quarter two, I, I put a real emphasis on just setting one or two goals, three goals every day, big ones, and making sure they get done. Building that success habit, that completion habit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really, it's so interesting what happens to our chemistry, our body, our mind. Um, you know, I don't really know. Uh, where it happens or if it happens all over but it, there's something that definitely does happen when you just say I am going to brush my teeth before I go to bed every night and then you do it yeah <laughs> like, to yeah. actually follow through with what it is that you say you're going to follow through with especially when it comes to yourself when 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 I'm able to do that just something happens I I, I don't know how to describe it but it's 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 huge yeah, absolutely. It, it really is. Just it, it, There's a way of being shift that happens. And all of a sudden, you know, like we say in MITT, like it's amazing how when you take the training, how everybody else in your life changes. We tend to view it from a sort of ego place when actually what's happening is something quite different. Right. So I hope that was valuable for people. I hope you guys dug it. Uh, definitely encourage you to put together your own LOA and would love to see it. Head over to our membership group uh, if you are a member. If you're not, what's wrong with you? Sign up. It's awesome. Uh, and we will have a whole little board, a whole little thread for LOAs. In fact, we already do have one. It's called like the next actions list or, or something. And um, we can just keep each other on updated and, and encouraged and coached and communicatized when it comes to uh, what's, what's happening with all this with our goals. So um, in lieu of uh, an interview today, since this is our Q1 review, we're actually going to, this is a perfect segue because you were just talking about it, Trev, we're actually going to announce, da, 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 make sure you play some like really cool music behind my voice right now, Trevor. Um, the IAP membership launch, which is today. today. It goes live today. today. And I don't even mean when we're recording this. I mean, when you're listening to this, today, today. Tuesday, March 31st, and uh, Trevor and I are going to give you a brief overview of what it is and the potential that we see. So uh, let's just dive right in. Yeah. 
So it is essentially a forum. It's online and it's a it's a it's a message board. Imagine like a Facebook group on steroids where there are different sections for the different goals. It's really really kind of awesome. I mean, this is not like your ordinary message board that you might see somewhere else on Reddit or I don't know something else. Like there's a lot of function Facebook like functionality built in, but with a lot more sort of focus uh, built in as well. And you know, it's a great place to just see what other people are up to, see what other people are sharing, comment on their stuff. Uh, you know, you can, I think you can actually almost like vote it, like vote on it, uh, and you get little notifications in there as well. And really, when Gadali said that it was about the three C's, which is content, coaching, and community, he hit it right on the head. It is all three of those things. And uh, I just playing around with it before I left for Hawaii, I was like, I got so excited. I was like, this for people who dig into this every day, just spend you know a few minutes every day checking in and sharing their journey and commenting and supporting others. This could be really, really huge. Yeah, and I too have been you know playing around in there, and uh, you know it's this this beautiful give and take. It's 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 one of those things. You know, we talk about on the podcast a lot about how you know. When you go to some place, when you go to a a physical location, when you go to meet one-on-one with someone, when you go to a Facebook group or whatever, it's like, what value are you adding to that place? What what value are you bringing to it? Because so many people just go online and just post about their stuff. Please like my shit. Like my shit. Right. Like my shit. Right. You know, and this is such a focused area that it is um, – it is this beautiful give and take. It's like people posting questions and saying like, I need some advice or, or I, I would love to know what you guys think about this or what should I be thinking about with this upcoming meeting? And then there are people, you know, responding to that and also people just adding value. Like, hey, I found this great, um, you know, uh, infographic that Gadali posted or I found this great website um, on on X, Y, or Z. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a beautiful place of give and take in terms of um value and um i i can only imagine how you know the potential here uh, how large it could possibly grow and how many people we could have in there all contributing to this to this valuable space absolutely there's there's so much potential for how this is gonna that how this could evolve and and unfold and it's gonna be good Uh, i'm excited to meet people on the inside and connect with them in this kind of deep way. It really is a place to go deep, you know? Yeah. All right, sweet. So let's jump into picks of the week before we wrap this bad boy up. Yay! Uh, I, I have no idea what yours is. What does need to know? <laughs> well, you know, it is it is NYC-based, um, but it's not, it's not solely New York news. Actually, to start out, I don't even know how I got on this email list. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't. Jasmine and I started receiving these emails one day and we were like, how did this happen? We both received these and we have no idea. But we never unsubscribed because it's amazing. It's basically an, an, uh, a short email that arrives in your inbox every weekday and it just gives you a rundown of like the top stories in the news. And they're everything from like politics to world news to entertainment to technology. And it really is everything that you need to know from that particular day or the day before. And in addition to that, they put little like snarky, sarcastic, hilarious comments in italics right below, right below some of the stories. And they post funny tweets that they saw either commenting on that particular story or just commenting in general. Um, they're hilarious and it, it gives you such a quick 
you know, overview of what's going on in the world so that you can get out of there and move on with your life. The infographic that I was just mentioning that Gadali posted on the on the membership site, one of the things was like, don't read the news because, um, uh, what did it say? Oh, n nothing really important ever happens anyway, and it just takes up like your valuable time, right? And if you if you use some a service like this, like Need to Know, you don't have to worry about that. It's not like you know, you're going to spend hours. You could click on some of the links and read the full stories, but at the very least, you can get through these emails in like a minute or two and have a few laughs and know what's going on in the world and then move on with the rest of your life and, and getting up, getting into what whatever it is that you're up to. Anyway, yeah. so need to know, you can sign up at the need, the number two, no, K-N-O-W.com. Great. You know what I like about this is it's not it's information without information overload. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> Yay. Sweet. Um, your pick. Gosh, I really want to see this. I can't believe I haven't yet. It, it's a pretty gorgeous movie. It's called Beasts of the Southern Wild. It was a breakout sort of hit at Sundance and Cannes, I think, um, or one of the two, or maybe both. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Great movie. Go check it out. It's uh, it's it's really beautifully done. It's an independent film. They shot it on a super low budget. I think one of the actor actresses, I think the little girl, was actually nominated for an Oscar or something. Yeah, or the, the movie was nominated for several, I, th I believe. Oh, gorgeous film. Um, tough to watch in a lot of t at a lot of places, but it has that sort of magical fantasy element fused with the very harsh reality of very sort of poor parts of of uh, New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. Although the, the the Hurricane Katrina thing is sort of like a background context. It's much more about this community and these people and the sort of father-daughter relationship. And it's so gorgeous because it doesn't tell. It just shows. And I think that's a, a such a, a wonderful thing when movies pull that off and they pull it off the right way where they don't need to tell you anything. They don't need to use dialogue to illustrate a point. They just show you. They just show you what the interactions are like. And maybe there's dialogue, maybe there's not, but you get it on a very human, visceral level. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, check it out. I rented it on iTunes. I watched it on the plane back from, from Hawaii and uh, really enjoyed it. I'm probably going to watch it again before my rental expires today. I love that. Yeah, we have a, a, a listener pick from Brian Smith who is a longtime listener of the podcast. Uh, he's also known as Actor Geek on Twitter. And uh, he has a pick that's uh, it's called Kingdom Come, and it's a documentary. Do you want to kind of clue our listeners into, into what this is exactly, AJ? Yeah, well, I'm just going to basically read what, uh, what Brian sent us. It's a documentary about the struggles of actor Daniel Gillies, who was on the CW's Originals and NBC's Saving Hope. Um, to get his first directorial effort, Broken Kingdom, Kingdom, financed and made, and Broken Kingdom like has like all of these A-list you know stars in it, so it's this must be a really interesting journey. Um, it also features a lot of interviews throughout with well-known actors and directors about the struggles of uh, indie filmmaking in general. So um, yeah, uh, Broken Kingdom, we we found it on not only IMDb but Trev found the iTunes link so that you can go and rent it on iTunes. So check that out. Kingdom, yeah. Kingdom Come is the name of the documentary. Sweet. I'm Love excited it. to see that. Yeah, that'll be yeah. one of my two movies this week. All right. <laughs> one, two, awesome. seven, fourteen. Yeah, so to recap, that is uh, Need to Know from uh, AJ. It's sort of like news news aggregation summary service. Did that sound about right? Is that, did I describe that correctly? Yeah. That's, okay, that's cool. close enough. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Beasts of the Southern Wild, an absolutely gorgeous uh, film that you should check out. And Kingdom Come, this documentary about getting a, a guy getting his, his film made. Sweet. Good stuff this week. 
Quick shout out to member of the week, Stephen Phillips. I had the honor and pleasure of sitting down for coffee with Stephen last week or the week before. I think it was last week. And uh, what a cool guy. He's been a longtime listener. He just recently signed up to support the podcast, and he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. I love this. Check this out. Here's his bio. He's a Texas transplanted L.A. actor who writes daily. He's a former Army officer who moved back to Houston after his service commitment and began auditioning for equity theater productions. After moving to Austin and becoming more involved in indie film and improvisational comedy, Stephen decided to load up the truck and head as far west as geographically possible. And I think he (laughs) pretty much did that. Uh, When not auditioning and studying with Upright Citizens Brigade, he spends his time writing and producing an original series series with his real-life brother, John. And it's called The Brothers Phillips. And just a personal note, I, I watched the uh, a bunch of these episodes that he's got on Vimeo, and we'll have the link to this on our website. They're awesome. It's really fun. And I don't know how much I can say about the sort of meetings they're taking uh, around this, this series, but uh, it's exciting. He's got some, some good things happening with this. And they produced 12 uh, episodes so far, and it's fantastic. So definitely invite people to check out The Brothers Phillips link on our website. Back to his bio, he loves connecting with actors and other artists who are passionate about creating their own work. Hmm, who might that be? (laughs) His his perfect L.A. day consists of thunderstorms, coffee, and plenty of chocolate croissants. So essentially, just gorging on croissants. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow Stephen on Twitter. He's at East of Stephen. And uh, you can find his Brothers Phillips uh, Vimeo channel on our website as well. Steve is a great guy, up to a lot of interesting stuff, and his work is fantastic. So make sure you guys connect with him. He'll also be in our membership group if you want to connect with him on a deeper level. Jump in there. Love it. Yes. All right. So that's about it for episode 186. This was a long, packed one, um, but I'm so glad to have you guys along for the ride. This wraps up season six of the podcast. And today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by me, Trevor Algott, and you, AJ. AJ Meyer. (laughs) Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrek is our marketing and web director and the brilliant mind behind our new membership group. Jasmine Bristow is our director of public relations. And Deborah Smith is our community manager. Uh, And then uh, me. I composed our music. Yay! Um, You can also sign up for our weekly email dispatch, which Jasmine is also working on, and listen to all of our recent episodes at our website, InsideActingPodcast.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, huge thanks to our sponsors, VO2GoGo.com and Rehearsal2, and a huge thanks to you, our listeners. Hey, if you guys love Inside Acting and you want to help keep the show going, sign up as a monthly member and get cool perks like access to this thing that we've never talked about on the show before, but it's a, a members-only mastermind group. Uh, it launches today. March 31st, and you can get lots of cool stuff in there, including freebies and discounts on merchandise, like the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now, uh, uh, and uh, other upcoming podcast offerings, like AJ's Digital Actor Workshop. Lots more stuff like that on the way. Just visit InsideActingPodcast.com and click on the Member tab. Beautiful. Uh, well, that's it for Episode 186 and Season 6 of Inside Acting. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week, and in the meantime... I'll see you inside the membership site.